Welcome to That Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to another episode of... Another episode of that Universal Podcast. I'm Nick <laughs> and we have got a right motley crew. In fact, actually, without disrespecting any of the others, the, 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 the core team, the original team, before mm-hmm. we expanded. Who were, yeah. So um, yeah. it's the first time in ages. So we've got Mr. D... Hello there. We've got Craig. The initial expansion, a gaping wound, if you will. <laughs> Small gaping. Uh, we've got P-Dubs. Hello. And we've got the very talented and mysterious Mr. Ripley. Good evening. Oh, Christopher, it's so good to hear you. Yes, good to hear you too, sir. We talk a lot in chat, but we don't we do. talk as much as we would like to. We do. We need to do another uh, alas. Uh, do never, never, never say that to me when we're talking because I'll just demand that we do it for three hours after this episode's finished. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I won't be doing that. I've got Megan. Just Markham do it now. Watch. Just do it now. We'll Scrap all this. Yeah. And we'll all listen. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a live record. Um, it's it's been a it, the problem with this, right? We we got an email um a few weeks ago. I'll see. I'll, I'll look it up in a bit. I can't multitask. I'm a bloke. But we got an email a few weeks ago from a listener who said he really loves the show, which is always what I want an email to start off with. Um, Signed Lee Malaby. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, but said that he would like us to do this more often. And I replied back to him and said the, the problem really is that you don't get you know it, it, you don't get as much universal news to talk about as you would like with with Disney, just because they've got less film properties and they don't have a streaming service and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think we've got a lot to talk about this week. Mm. So, you know, maybe maybe he's onto something. Um, and also, if you can fill in the gaps of what we could do if you want to make this more regular, more than once a month, then let us know. But before we get into the newsy bits, I should really ask everybody what they're drinking. So... Uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Uh, still on the gin and tonic, I'm afraid. Just boring old gin and tonic. Boring old. Nothing boring about gin and tonic. Um, very nice. P-Dubs, what are you drinking? I have got a Dead Man's Fingers spiced rum. Ooh. Superb. What are you having that with? Straight up. Oh, oh man. This is going to get risky. This is going to be get risky. Um, Craig is ru- ruining the audio of the podcast by showing his video, but importantly, because Craig is drinking out of... Uh, I can't remember which one of you was with me. I think it was you, wasn't it, Nick? It was, yeah, because we went to one of the last showings of. Yeah, so I've got a, a, a pint of Yorkshire tea in my Terminator uh, 2-3D mug, which is my favourite mug in the whole world. It's a glorious mug, and I'm an idiot for not buying one at the same time. I don't know why I didn't. Oh, actually, yes, I do, because I'm an idiot. Um, Mr. Ripley, what are you drinking? Oh, I was drinking tea, but it's all come up now after watching that video with 
Craig with no trousers on, but um <laughs> what she said. We've got dehumanized to it, to be honest. Like we're so <laughs> yeah. or de- de- desensitized to it because it just a, a regular occurrence. So Well, so, I, I am drinking tea and I am drinking I have now ditched all other tea bags for Yorkshire Gold. Yeah. Tea bags go, wise, it's the best. I don't go near anything else now apart from Yorkshire Gold. Yeah. Um my wife has started um drinking proper tea. Uh, that's not a brand name. Property, actually, couldn't it? Should be like a semi-detached house. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she's drinking loose leaf tea now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start trying. I, I had some the other week, but I had milk in it, and I didn't like it. It just didn't taste any different to me. So we should try drinking it without. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna experiment. I'm gonna send you some proper loose leaf tea, like Thank I've done with much. Colin. Thank you. I'd be very, very grateful. Um, actually, Mr. Ripley, before we go on to the news, um, mm. going back to um, how nauseous you were feeling, mm. um, and also because his name's already cropped up once on this episode already, and we're not even five minutes in, yeah. um, we did a podcast called once with uh, Mr. Lee Malaby. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, this was before he, did, he decided he hated me. Um, yeah. No, this was me, me, Craig, and Lee did a podcast for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, oh, right. until, okay. until not an episode, not an episode. No, um, yeah, until until he had Everybody's something about one. me. But Craig appeared on that on video with a testicle out. So <laughs> you know, as I said, I'm so just desensitized to it all now. It's, it's and Nick it's all didn't notice the difference for 15 minutes between me, <laughs> my testicle, and Lee's head. Well, can you blame me? They're the same one, size, same shape. One was earlier than the other. <laughs> only yeah. just that was the oh. only giveaway. That was the only giveaway. Um, I'm just on Cherry Pepsi Max because uh, I'm too lazy to get anything else. It's the first thing in reach. Um, thank you, everyone who was able to attend the quiz. I don't know how many of you that listened to this attended the quiz, but it was a Disney quiz that we did on Saturday, and uh, everyone seemed to have a gay old time. So yeah, yeah um, it's going to go down well. But we are looking to do another That's what one. You said, uh, "I've just finished watching The Office, and even I'm not doing that." Um, like literally, just finished watching The Office as well. Um, so we are looking at, I think, the so at the end of March, don't we? Yeah, so that would be the twenty seventh of March. Yep, we're putting it out there now, but we will set up a Facebook event thing. Um, yeah. But we are going to be doing a Harry Potter quiz. Yes, we are. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Is it just going to be Harry? There's not going to be any universal questions, though, is it? It's going to be uh, Harry Potter. It can, it can be. It, it started off as a Harry Potter quiz, but you know, I, uh, it can be universal if we want to make it universal. Well, let's let's lead with Harry Potter and see how many questions we've got. And if we need to mm-hmm. extend it out, we'll, we'll add some universal ones. But if you yeah. like Harry Potter, come along to that. We're doing it on Twitch. It's interactive. You can play. Mm-hmm. Easy to play on your phone. It is on the computer, a lot of people were saying. But um, yeah, it's good. It's interactive. And that will be Saturday, the 27th of March. Unless we change that, and we'll let you know. Um, yeah. And right. it's a Disney quiz. And it's a Disney quiz. Mm. Oh, I just meant, I meant the date more than anything else. Did, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right, let's go and have a look at uh, the news 
from the Universal Parks. Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a Universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. Right, I'm going to demand that Mr. Ripley kicks us off. Mm. For I feel that this news is really in your wheelhouse. Yes. Not so, wheelhouse. Right. So news. Right. Okay. So Megan said, that, oh, no, you don't want to talk about that news. Right now? I, I kind of probably do, actually. But we shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't. Because I haven't watched it all yet. It's not aired in... As we recall this, it's it's going out in the UK. I haven't watched it yet, but I am recording it. Yeah. Well, let's it's... avoid the royal family talk for now. We'll do that on the next okay. episode. Okay. Um, gotcha. So, the hot off the press news is that Beetlejuice returns to Halloween well, Horror Nights. Yeah, I was going to say, because people are going to get really excited that that Halloween... Uh, that, what was it called? Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii. Uh, I've read that script, and it yeah, is, I have as well. It's, it is piss poor, isn't it? I mean, I'm glad yes. they didn't make it. Hey, look, this is the same week that I've seen uh, coming to America. So, if there's one thing I know a lot about, it's a piss poor script. <laughs> Spoilers, everybody! If you haven't seen it, it is shit. Uh, um, that's what everyone uh, says. <laughs> You're better off meeting Donkey at Universal than you are watching that. Jesus Christ. It starts off with a vegan joke that's about 10 years out of date. Oh, how funny. They've made a burger made of grass. Um, and, and then kind of then moves over to, oh, Eddie Murphy's got a secret son because he got raped. He got drugged and raped. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, sorry if that's Bill what you Cosby enjoyed. human there? Yeah. Honestly, it's the it, wow. that's the only thing that would have improved it, um, or, or made it worse. I don't know. Can you make it worse? I don't know. Anyway, Jimmy Savile Beast. drives past on a tricycle. Mm, <laughs> now then, now then. Or it could be worse. It could be Eddie Murphy dressed as Jimmy Savile, or Prince Andrew's in the background doing star jumps. And not I told sweating. you. I told you we're not talking about royals on this episode. That's for the next one. So, as, as Chris said, Beetlejuice is confirmed. Now, we, I suppose, really, we kind of knew that because that was an open secret, wasn't it? I think they... Did they actually officially announce that he was going to be back next year or was it just heavily hinted? No, this is actually the second house that they've announced. A lot of people think what? it's the first house. They actually did announce a house last year. Uh, that would be for this year's event called the um, Puppet Theatre. So yeah, that I missed this. Well, yeah, that that was announced on October twenty fourth last year. Um, yeah, it seems to have been lost in translation, but it was sort of accidentally on purpose released. I think it was. Did it not get put onto Peacock? I could be wrong. Um, but we know that it's in Sprung Tent One, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just reading my notes. Yeah, it was, it was a video that was released onto Peacock, um, and it was on there for a few days and then got taken off. So it, it was kind of accidentally on purpose released. But so that's the first house that we know about. But the second house is Beetlejuice, which was 
released, uh, the news was released this week. Um, also, on top of that, we were told that it will be beginning on September 3rd and will run until Halloween. And it will be 10 houses, five scare zones and two outrageous live shows. One of those starring Prince Andrew doing star jumps and he's second with Bill Cosby doing some stand-up. Yeah, but so, also on top of that... eating it, it, pizza. <laughs> the press release actually says the juice will be loose. Isn't that a reference to O.J. Simpson? Is that a reference to O.J. Simpson or is that a callback to the Maynard's wine gum adverts from the early <laughs> 90s? That's a deep cut for our American <laughs> listeners, to be fair. But... <clears throat> Could be. Uh, as long as you're Scottish, it is. Yes. <laughs> Probably definitely the latter, yeah. Definitely the latter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think you're right, actually. I think that is a, a, a connection to O.J. Simpson, because mm. he, he was called The Juice. Yeah. Wasn't he? I'm sure when they're and, all, you know, in the Bronco going down the motorway, I'm sure they were saying The Juice is loose, something like that. Yeah. A is he loose now, though, or is he still... In prison. Oh, that's a good question. No, Didn't he get loose. put away? I thought they put him away again. They did. Yeah, he did. He's out robbery, Is he out again? I think yeah. he's just come out. Oh, yeah. Hello, sailor. Um, what she said. How many Kevin Spacey? Jesus Christ! It's like it's like Craig is, has been replaced by an action doll with a button stuck on the one phrase. <laughs> I'm I'm, like, I'm here for it though. Um, so we we also. A few things. So with the announcement, there was a short video, yeah, introducing this, and there was the uh, the usual kind of footage we get in these of reaction shots from somebody going through a house, yeah, which is always uh, welcome to see. Um, I want to ask about the dates though, because is this the earliest finish for Halloween Horror Nights in quite some time? Um, sort of. I mean, it does usually end on the final weekend uh, in October. I mean, it does occasionally run over, but it is all around that sort of time. I mean, the times it has run past the final weekend in October into November, it's that weekend when it's like November 1st, November 2nd, something like that, it's, it is literally the, the quietest the event has ever had i mean literally you could just walk around there's nobody there right so i don't think they really bother now going past the 31st have they they not been like because of um hurricanes maybe yeah Um, i think they've extended it once in the past recently um and it was like november 3rd and 4th or something and it was just it was just really dead yeah yeah i know it's definitely gone into november before Hmm. but the 3rd of september that has got to be the earliest it started yeah i mean that's pretty early i mean last year if it had happened that would have been pretty early and then it was the 10th last year because we were we were planning to get there opening night yeah and we would arrived we'd arrived in the afternoon to get there for the like to get to the parks for the evening stretch limousine yeah i mean they're not gonna go into August with this. This is not gonna be like Mickey's not so scary, where it's starting no. in July. No, you know, um, but it's still it's still early though. I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, third is very early. I mean, I remember last September, early September, it was Halloween was everywhere. I think obviously, perhaps we wanted a distraction, but I remember it just felt like Halloween started just in general 
much earlier last year. So perhaps mm. it's going to be a, you know. So did Christmas as well, didn't it? There was people putting their trees up on the 1st of November last year. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. of all the COVID palaver. Yeah. When most of us hadn't even taken our Halloween decorations down, I hadn't. I was still up <laughs> on the 1st of November. It doesn't get to midnight on the 31st. I'm like, right, sod this. Smash up the pumpkins. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting for most people. I, I think we, we've obviously been talking about this over the, the weekend. Because the other thing that was a little bit weird as well was this came out on Friday afternoon, didn't it? Yeah. Which yeah. we've talked about before. That's usually news dump. True. Isn't it? Because you kind of hide it away. It gets forgotten about by Monday. Yeah, it's odd because they they did the epic uh, announcement. What day was that? Wednesday? Tuesday? Yeah. And it's kind of taken the discussion away from that a little bit. Um, But I don't know why they chose to do it on a Friday. I mean, typically in the past, if you look back at nearly all the announcements, they're nearly always on a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I, I don't quite know why why they did that. Um, but the other thing that's worth knowing, maybe this is the reason, um, there is obviously not going to be much budget for this year. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty much everything that was planned for last year is, is just going to be reused for this year. I mean, say reused. I mean, they, they only opened a few of the houses during the day. Um, for HHN light or diet HHN, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, it, it's not gonna, it's not going to be much different to what they had previously planned. Not that we've seen everything or know everything, but well, most of us don't, <laughs> but apart from one house, <laughs> apart from one person, <laughs> apart from one house, everything else is pretty much what's been built is still sitting there waiting to go. So they did, or I did see, Now I don't know if this was part of the official announcement, because the problem is as soon as this news comes out, you get lots of news sources talking about it. You get people talking about it. It's hard to know what is real, what is what is false, except for obviously what comes from the official account. Yeah. But I know at some point I did see something about the Beetlejuice house being plussed. Yes. Is that well, official or is that no. speculation? It's 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 not official. It is speculation because the wording of what's in that house in the description from Universal was slightly more elaborate than what's there. And there were complaints from people, even scare actors, that said there were elements where the because do you remember? that all these houses had to be redesigned at the last minute to allow for social distancing. Yeah. So it was said that because of that last minute alteration that all of these houses had, some of them had sort of set pieces removed. Um, right. In order to get the, the public through safely and to put plexiglass in. And so they took the Hawaiian beach out then? Well... <laughs> <laughs> If he's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt at the end, we'll be disappointed now. Mm. So it, I think if they've got more time to think about it, they're going to bring more of that stuff that they had already planned back into them. It's not like they've, they've 
destroyed those things because currently behind the scenes what i'm hearing is it's a little bit of a logistical nightmare because halloween horror nights is utilizing a lot of spaces that they use during the year so a lot of the, the floats and, and sort of storage and stuff like that it's really like a giant game of chess behind the scenes at the moment so if they're using up even more space for stuff that should be in the houses um they want to put it in the houses and you know to the best that they can so it Things like Beetlejuice apparently are being plussed. Okay. Because I'll I'll be honest, I mean, I looked at the videos last year. Yeah. For both houses because I wasn't going. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't if I was going to the event and I was going to the event a few weeks after it opened, I wouldn't try and uh source this stuff. But yeah. if you're not going, and especially yeah. at that time, we weren't sure what was going to happen even, you know, this year. Um, so I thought it was no harm in looking. And the Beetlejuice house, um, you know, some of it looked really good and some of the costumes looked really good. Yeah. But some of it did, to me, feel a little bit lacking. Yeah. So that's that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, though, the casting in that house was, was absolutely spot on. Mm. If you look at some of the scare actors that were hired for that house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you you don't expect to get somebody that's got a face that's all pointy, but there you go. They they, <laughs> they lucked out with that. Um, no, but you, you, you're right. I mean, some of the the costumes and stuff like that were were good. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that it. Uh, it, it it's tough because because when it looked good, it looked really good. Yeah, some of it looked really good, like the waiting room scene. Um. You know, looks look really good. Looks just like I remembered it looking and, in the film. And that's one they have to nail because it is one of those iconic scenes from yeah. the film. So they really, did, I agree, they did a great job with that. Yeah. Definitely. And spo- sorry for the spoilers, but let's be honest. I mean, if that wasn't in the house, that that's a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> blatantly going to be in the house. Um, I mean, it's, this is all good news as far as I'm concerned because they are ploughing ahead um, with doing the event this year. We are at a stage at the moment here where, you know, as we recall this, I think they've announced 23 million people have now had at least their first uh, vaccine. Um, Obviously, in the US, that is also uh, speeding up as well. They've got a lot more people to vaccinate, but, you know, that is still speeding up. And we're months away, you know. I did see something today as well in the in the papers. They were saying that the CDC in America has recommended that once you've been vaccinated twice or the one shot one to one, um, you can drop social distancing, PPE, blah blah blah. Wow. So if if they're recommending that, that's quite a step towards normality. It's it's a bold claim. I was going to paraphrase Dodgeball there, but I won't. Um, it's, which it's, is now on Disney Plus. Which is now on Disney Plus. Well, <laughs> podcast, but people who've uh, never yeah. seen Dodgeball, I mean, honestly, although I have heard it's cut. Yeah, it did feel a little bit like that. I watched I, it the other day. I need to rewatch. I know that film pretty well. I'm going to have to go and rewatch it on Star now. Um, but, I mean, that, that sounds good in principle, but the, the problem at the moment where I, I see with that is they have still not gathered 
I'm talking obviously from the UK perspective, they've still not gathered enough evidence that being vaccinated doesn't mean you transmit it. And that that's the problem I think we're still going to have because let's, I mean, I don't know what they're, they're aiming for, but let's say half the populations mm. are vaccinated that and, and half don't get any vaccine at all. That means you could be immune from the symptoms of it, but if you can still pass that on to people that haven't been vaccinated, that's going to keep it in circulation. Now, I know we're not going to eradicate it completely. Mm. I know that's not going to happen. It's going to be very much like the flu where it's it's always going to be here and or it's going to be here certainly for a long time and we're going to have to have boosters and, and what have you. But that's the only thing that kind of concerns me at the moment. If they start restricting that too early and that's mm. they're not at that level then that's that's kind of asking for trouble well um, I, found, I found it quite interesting because they've been so overly cautious with things like cruise ships and regulations for what they can and can't do that for them to say this today that once you've had two vaccines you're good i was quite surprised because you know the the vaccine rate isn't a hundred percent, is it? it? You know what I mean. It's not a hundred percent guarantee. How do you best. regulate that? How do you know? Do you know how many people are walking about with that mask on mm. and they've been vaccinated? How do you know who's been vaccinated and who's just decided the hell with it? Well, this yeah. is you do get a little piece of cardboard with your vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't but... think that's a legal card. <laughs> You're right, you do, but. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, obviously, there's been all this talk about vaccine passports and, and you know, cards that confirm you're immune. I mean, look, I, I thought the whole purpose of, of these drugs, right, was that we, we were being infected with uh, Bill Gates' Windows 95 <laughs> nanobots. So surely they can just scan us and see if we're, we're robots yet or something. Um, we're all turning into Baymax. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. That'd be, that'd be nice. Lots of hugs. Um and America's got into bed with Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is a one shot, seventy odd percent effective. So they can roll out. They can once that ramps up, they will start to streak ahead with the vaccinations. I, I don't understand that though, because my understanding of the the two vaccines that we've got at the moment is only two vaccines, isn't it? Pfizer yeah. and AstraZeneca. So. My understanding of the vaccines that we've got at the moment is both of those give you 70% immunity from the first shot. Yeah. And 90, about 90 from the second. So if they're doing one shot that is giving you 70%, isn't that the same as every other shot that's available? <laughs> yeah. If you only take one dose. Can I also ask, you know, as it's been made, obviously, by the University of Oxford, fair enough. Johnson & Johnson, they make baby oil. Yep. They also they also famously got sued for making cancer-inducing talcum powder. So, so they've got form here. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I bet the jab doesn't hurt. <laughs> no, <laughs> no tears. No, no more tears. No, no tears. tears. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first to have made that awful joke. But if I'm if if I am, I'm claiming it. Jimmy um, Fallon will have that off you. Yeah, he will. I, I'll 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 send a bill to his uh, his his legal team. Um, I mean, the, the the one thing from our point of view, like this is obviously any news for any any Halloween Horror Nights fan listening. This is very exciting. The event is scheduled to be on. We look like we're going to be in a better place by that time, generally as a world. 
um and and like you you said chris you know hopefully we're we're going to start seeing those restrictions come down and, and a sense of normality coming back the problem we still have and when i say we still have i mean me uh, and p-dubs is that we don't know yet what that's going to mean for us mm. in terms of because we know people that listen to this uh, in the UK who've already booked their travel plans for September, October time to go. And it, people seem to think, and I'm not not the people I'm mentioning when I'm looking at Facebook groups and stuff like that, they seem to think if they have had their vaccines, they can travel wherever they want. Yeah, and no, that's not happening. Well, in theory, that is true, but that's only us going out. <laughs> if we're not allowed into those countries, then you're not going to be able to go. No, I mean, at the end of the day, I will say that Florida has never locked down and they are incredibly putting a lot of pressure onto the powers that be to reopen their tourism. Other states, I mean, if you wanted to go to Disneyland, perhaps, I don't think you've got much chance of that anytime soon. No, they've already restricted <laughs> that to, to people that live in California and that's it. We're not letting anybody else yeah, in. Exactly. I mean, Hawaii, maybe New York, you know, I don't think they're going to be opening up anytime soon. But obviously, well, Beetlejuice is going to make it. Exactly. If, we, if one state like <laughs> from Florida, the depth of hell, it's not going to stop any virus from spreading, though, is it? Even if no some variant was brought over with whoever you know, whatever country. But the one thing I will say, all this speculation about whether we will be going or not. The, the other good thing about Halloween Horror Nights and the epic announcement is that quite a few people who have lost their jobs have now been rehired. So there is a very positive element on top of all of this that people yeah. who were out of work for a very long time are now back in work, back doing their job, back designing these things. So that is a very good plus point. I wonder yeah, if they'll bring Barney back now. No, he's dead. <laughs> he's he, he, unfortunately, he didn't wear a mask and he got COVID and he's now dead. Um, <laughs> we will talk We will talk about Epic in a minute um, because we have mentioned it a few times, but I mean, this is, this is obviously positive and hopefully this continues and, you know, all the things we've talked about do happen. So, you know, if you're vaccinated, you will be able to travel and, and, and everything. And hopefully we start to get this thing under control because mm. at the moment, um, and I'm, you know, especially from the UK, 2021 has been very, very similar to 2020. So you know things are obviously happening here and and we're starting to see uh or we've got dates for when things are hopefully going to start to reopen and everything like that but we're not there yet and and we're kind of waiting for us to be able to have a bit more freedom um and you know lots of us you know did have trips planned for last year um that weren't able to go um and i've already been very blatant when we've been talking i have got no plans this year yet to go to halloween horror nights that is going to very much depend on what some of the house announcements are going to be because it could it could tempt me if i can get a, a reasonable well, enough flight just before we move on from the halloween horror night malarkey james crow 234621 on twitter has asked you chris gremlins potential of taking a spot in the lineup question mark Chris has been very silent. I think that could be. Sorry, I was on mute. Um... <laughs> hey! <laughs> we just want to hide. 
That was tense, that wasn't it? I thought, oh my god, Gremlins is I'm gonna have to go. Can I plead the Fifth Amendment? I mean, how does it how does that work? There has um, been, as you you shared it yesterday, I think, Chris, there has been mm. an image circulating which when I first saw it, this was a leaked promo. Mm-hmm. Is what is what it was described as. Now the the cynic in me thinks none of that would be prepared this far in advance. Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the thing is with um, Halloween Horror Nights is that, you know, the Billy um, Eilish, Eilish, how do you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, Eilash. Eilash um, is obviously no more. So they could replace The house, it. not the person. She's still with us. She's still, still yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's still with us. Um, you know, is no more. So they could replace um, that house with, you know, a, a Gremlins house. And be, and I say that in in as much as the fact that these houses are so, you know, they take so long to develop. They're planned so far in advance. The approvals take so long with all the license holders that if they've done an, an agreement with, say, I think it's Warner Brothers, isn't it? Um, yes. Gremlins. Yep. You know, if they've done the deal with them and it says, and they signed it five years ago, that on in 2021 you will have a house for Gremlins. If that's what the contract says, then you know they've got to do it. Come hell or high water. I mean, they may have paid out loads of money for the development, for all the, the approvals, all the drawings, the design. You know, it 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 might be a loss you know, loss to them if they don't do Gremlins. But I don't know is the answer. I mean, the the one house that would be an easier fit for that particular building because the Shrek building is not an easy base to put a house in and would be slightly easier to get approvals and was teased, um, not last year, obviously, but the, the previous Halloween Horror Nights, is a house based on the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. That's been rumoured for a long time and it was teased in that, previous event so you know i would hedge my bets that a creature may appear just because of the situation we're in but i wouldn't rule out gremlins um on the basis that all these things take ages to put together so um you know would i think about it for next year i don't know maybe not but i don't know to me um you know beetlejuice is quite an iconic ip I mean, both Gremlins and Beetlejuice, you know, really haven't done anything since the early 90s. No, that's right. In terms of content, but they mm. are still beloved franchises. Mm. Um, and only recently, it was only the Super Bowl, wasn't it? They had a, a Mountain Dew commercial with um, with Gremlins. Yeah. And they're doing an animated series as well. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a while, though, haven't they? I think, it's, I think it's meant to be out sometime this year. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things that, that kind of really is, uh, you know, quite a, quite a big IP. And so you kind of almost think, if you're thinking like that, you think, would you have two of those, two such kind of iconic IPs that are very similar in terms of where they land in the horror genre, which is mm. almost family-friendly horror comedy. Not quite family-friendly, but near enough. Would you have them both in one year or would you have them in separate years they can't be too retrospective as well i mean the demographics 
due mainly to Stranger Things, has shifted quite considerably over the last few years. And whilst younger people will know who Beetlejuice is and they will probably know who the Gremlins are, it, it's not in their zeitgeist as what it is for people like us that grew up in the 80s. Well, four out of the five of us. Um, <laughs> um, that was you, Mr. D. You grew up in the 70s. <laughs> 60s? 60s? Craig, uh, Craig's so as well. 70s um, slash 80s. <laughs> um, so, you know, it might be that they hold that back for next year. Mm. You know, you know, same, you know, based on what you're saying. I mean, Beetlejuice as well, don't get me wrong. It's probably more in the sort of theme park zeitgeist because he's been hanging around Universal Orlando for so long. I mean, people don't really talk about Beetlejuice that often, do they? Well, do you want to know something I think is interesting? Mm. Like all other people, I don't know. But um, I've been watching lots of YouTube recently and a lot of theme park uh, my, this is actually your fault, Mr. Ripley, by the way. <laughs> because you said newfangled contraption YouTube. Yeah. I was like, what's, what's this thing? You sent me a link to. No, um, uh, you sent me a link to a video um, a few weeks ago now, maybe a month ago now, about mm. when they were looking to build uh, Universal in, uh, in, well, Essex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that led me to then start watching a load of other videos on that channel. A rabbit hole. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and now I've got about three or four channels that I subscribe to and I watch their content quite regularly. Mm. But um, in the, I think it was in 1990, they opened Warner Brother Movie World in Australia mm-hmm. and they had a Gremlins Dark Ride. Wow. And you were saved by Beetlejuice. Wow. And he appeared a few times during the attraction. So it was almost like the the Gremlins Great Movie Ride. <laughs> is the footage of that on YouTube? There is indeed. I, I, oh I my goodness, me. And But do you want to know it's even funnier than that? Well, so, so, Ghostbusters so, are in it. No, so, that, so, the reason, so the reason why I mention it is because although they're two completely separate properties, they have had an attraction before in the theme park. So that's interesting. When they replicated this ride in uh, Warner Movie World in Germany, mm. they decided that they would go for somebody who was more popular in Germany in the early 90s. Oh, no. It's Hasselhoff. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, not Hasselhoff. No, no. It is another Ooh. character, though. Paul Hogan. Pumpkins? No, no. It wasn't David S. Pumpkins either, unfortunately. No, it was Alf. Oh, God. <laughs> It was out. Germany. Because yeah. Germany... He was massive in Germany, wasn't he? Honest to God, like, bearing in mind, Alf ended in the late 80s, or, or, or possibly, like, 1990. That was still, like, the biggest show in Germany for years afterwards. So they were like, yeah, we're going to replace the Beetlejuice puppets with Alf. <laughs> That's why I put in the baby dinosaur in the end of Great Movie Ride. It's incredible. <laughs> so you can see footage of both of those rides on, on YouTube. I think it may have been Expedition Theme Park. It might have been another one. But if you type in uh, Gremlins Warner Rubber Movie World, you'll, you'll find some footage. Um, so exciting stuff. We, we will see. I will, I will openly announce here, though, right now, if they announce Gremlins this year with Beetlejuice, mm. I will be in attendance. 
even if I have to change my name and get a fake passport and fly through five different countries, I am going to Halloween Horror Nights this year if that happens. And this is being recorded and documented and produced to the masses. So, you know, the evidence will be out there. You can just see the Nick map uh, montage with Indiana Jones music playing. Yep. Yep. And your line flying <laughs> to Finland. Be, it'll, yep. it'll, be, it'll be like the end of Borat Two, you know, where he's on the, the, the <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be flying, I'll be flying to Ireland because they're not going to stop the Irish coming in. So I'll just fly to Ireland and get an Irish passport. That reminds me, actually, I need to look to see if there's any Irish in my family because, God knows, I don't want this passport anymore. Um, right. One of the other things that you mentioned earlier, or it's been mentioned a few times already, is Epic Universe. So uh, it will. I, I think it, it. I think it was Wednesday. It may have been Thursday of last week, as we recalled this. But it was announced that uh, production is back on, or construction. It's not production, mm-hmm. is it? That's a film. Uh, construction is back on uh, at Epic. Well, it is, it is Universal, so they probably are in production on lots well, of videos. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Quite possibly. Um, so I mean that's that's great news, right? It has to be. Mm. Is it a hundred percent of the original Epic Universe, or is it a scaled back, dumbed down version? They were still using the same promo work. Yeah, oh, they haven't. They I, they didn't say. They just said construction was was back on, and I believe. And Mr. Ripley, you're more of an expert here than I am, but I believe it's because the theme park division was only one of the only parts that made money last year. Well, yeah, you see, they, they're starting to pivot a bit because... Pivot. Um, because pivot. Peacock is shit. D- D- That's well, why. <laughs> Disney's saying that they're this um, digital company now. They're trying to be the new Apple, aren't they? So they're trying to pivot to be the, the biggest entertainment company. Um, so, you know, they're trying to push their theme parks. Yeah, and... and Disney's got such a massive share in, in Central Florida that anything they do just takes away from that all the time. They're constantly chipping away at it. So um, I think it's a no-brainer for them. Um, and to be honest with you, I can't see them changing any of the plans because if you look at what they're doing, it would seriously um, impact um, in terms of cost uh, what they were doing. So I don't think they would actually gain anything. They wouldn't save any money going through and doing lots of revisions because a lot of the stuff now like the utilities and things like that they're already going in so you know it, it just wouldn't work if they scale stuff back so I'm, I'm fairly certain everything that's been planned is is going to be seen even even as much as the uh, brand new universal store that they're building um on city walk does have pictures inside of mario so <laughs> You know, this doesn't sound like a last-minute thing. This this sounds more like we've waited a bit to make the announcement, so we've got the right time, but we're going ahead with it. Now, we've speculated before. So, obviously, I mean, this is an ever-evolving story. So, we've said before about, obviously, the closure of Barney. Does that mean they're going to try and, you know, fit Nintendo Land into, or Nintendo World, into that section of the park? rather than where it should be which is going into epic now that's back on the table it does make you think well surely the original plan of putting it over there is still going to be the way they go but then what happens to the barney area well i mean 
the Barney area is a contentious area because they really do need it for Halloween Horror Nights because it's a thoroughfare. They use it for queuing and things like that. Although, you know, the last couple of years they haven't done uh, for one reason or another. But um, as far as I know, the Barney thing, the, the, the contract expired. They didn't renew it. So it, 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 it might be an indication as well as that it was not a very popular attraction. I mean, Barney, I don't know. Is Barney still on television? As far as I'm aware, I've, I haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, I have a two-year-old. Yeah, I think um, I think they tried to. Well, they definitely tried to bring it back in the noughties, in the early mm. noughties. But as far as I know, that was it. I don't think it's. You know, I'm sure it's showing in repeats or something somewhere in the world. But I don't yeah. think it's an active um, property right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do put. I mean, maybe you know, plans have changed, and that Mario is going to go into that space because that was the space where Mario was going to go. They have got full drawings to put Mario in that area. As far as I'm aware, I don't think it ever got approved with the city. But I mean, I could be wrong. It's, a lot of the stuff that gets approved now is is done so hush hush. It's very difficult to get info on it. But as far as I'm aware, I don't think it was approved to go in there. I think yeah. they designed it, and it was all pretty cramped and everything. Um, but then I don't know, I really don't know because I haven't kept on top of it. What's been happening with the um, reaction to Mario in Asia where they where it's debuted or has it debuted yet? Or Yeah. It's, it's been open. It hasn't officially opened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've seen footage of the attractions. We've we've been talking about it. Um, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago in, in our little chat group when some of the videos came out. I think, I mean, my 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 reaction to what I've seen so far is that the the land itself looks incredible, you know, very much, uh, you know, as with you know the Wisdom Worlds, um, you know, they're made as authentic as possible. It looks like you're in a video game. The attractions themselves are very weird. So there's two attractions. One is um, a Yoshi. I want to say Yoshi Adventure, but that may not be the, the title, but it's a Yoshi attraction. The other one is uh, Mario Kart. Um, and both of them are very strange. Like the Yoshi one is is like a, a very standard kind of dark ride with some very good looking uh, models, to be fair. Mm. Um, they do look really impressive, you know, look as, as you'd want them to look. The Mario Kart attraction is very strange because it is a dark ride. It's a dark shooting ride, which looks like it implements AR technology to uh, to project things onto glasses, but it's very slow. You know, Mario Kart, I think we all thought was going to be some kind of like test track-like attraction, mm. and it's actually almost the opposite. Well, it is the opposite of that. Um I mean, it still looks really good, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, so I'm not sure mm. what the... I mean, I mean, the one positive thing I can say about the Mario Kart attraction especially is for something that's such a big IP, they have made an attraction that nearly everyone can ride in terms of age and demographic. Yeah, well, that's good. It's not too fast. You know, it, it doesn't uh, jerk around too much. So kids can go on it. Old, you know, older people can go on it, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's not what I was kind of expecting. But the, the, but when you look at the land, it's not a huge land. 
No. It's very compact. No. So it could fit in, in Universal, but yeah. I think, you know, there was rumors of, of other Nintendo properties being used. And I well, think... Go hmm. on. Well, I was going to say, ironically, the next Mario World to open is going to be in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. Weirdly, I've been talking to Visit California about that today. Mm. What'd they say? They said that they're really looking forward to it. I mentioned that we were planning on being back in a couple of years and hopefully it was open. And from what I could tell, they were hopeful it would be open by 2023. 23, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So when's Epic due to open then? Have they were given a revised date? 25, I think they said, oh, did they? God almighty. I mean, why are they pushing far. Mario already in the Universal Story? We're not going to see it till 25. Well, because it's... Because it I'll be 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the good news, Craig, is you'll be able to go on the attraction because it's too slow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but that, that's the reason, though, Chris, because basically it will sell merchandise. Look at the mm. Marvel, the whole Marvel thing. Yeah. You know... You, you've said before about how much you know in revenue they make in, in Marvel Superhero Island, even though all the attractions are kind of a bit old and not tied into the you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. So merch sells, and people are going to buy the shit out of Mario. Mm. So and also as well, it's kind of like a preview, isn't it? Yeah. If you start selling s- stuff like that, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I would. Not be surprised if Kids Zone just sits there again for a few more years, purely because there was mention when this all kicked off that due to the costs of Epic, that the Raptor ride will be the last great e-ticket that it has for a long time. I mean, I, I hope not, but that may be the case. Well, to be honest, you know, I I Comcast was pouring money in previously, weren't they? Every year. Mm. I, I I don't think you would be able to call Mario Kart an e-ticket attraction. Uh, I mean, in terms of yeah, in terms of the suppose. IP, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's going to attract people. Absolutely, it's certainly mm. a centerpiece. I yeah. think you would call it, but not the most thrilling. No, is it the most desirable? I mean, if the demographic is that anybody can go on it and it's the centerpiece, then more people want to ride it. So surely if well, you were to think the ticket book idea, the e-ticket would probably be right for it, wouldn't it? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I was kind of comparing... But I take what you mean. Of, yeah. It's not the most thrilling looking, is it? You know. No, but yes, it, it would absolutely. And, I, and, and actually, when you kind of put it like that, you know, this is kid zone that's gone. Mm. If you put Mario in there, that is... To at least two attractions, depending on how you build it, mm. um, because they might only put one in, but let's say they put in both attractions, they replicate Japan. Um, that's two kiddie friendly attractions, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, actually, that would fit in there quite well with a property that I mean, let's be honest, it's it's outlived any expect who would have thought, you know, over 30 years, 35 years later. Mario would still be a popular franchise, mm. despite know. their best efforts to kill it off. I don't, I don't, I, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that, or it's just that because we got older. I mean, look, I, I ignored Mario for a number of years, and I bought um, the Mario game for the Switch, and it's, it's amazing. Like it was so much fun to play. I forgot just how much fun some Mario games can be. 
And I think I just kind of put it down as being a bit too kiddie friendly when actually it's still quite appropriate for anyone if you like a, a bit of fun. But I, I'm still surprised that, you know, 35 years on, it's still such a big mascot. Look, mm. The only time they really tried to kill, kill it was when they thought Bob Hoskins would make a good live action one. <laughs> Let's be honest. <sighs> God, I tell you what, that's a, that's a shame P-Dubs we're not going to be able to talk about that on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw that. <laughs> probably about probably about nineteen ninety four for me. Yeah, um, it's um, yeah. So it would I think it would fit in there quite well. But one thing I was going to ask you, and you may know this, may not. I don't know. But we've talked before on Disney Parks and Beyond about the fact that the relationship between the state of California and Disney is not great. Often at loggerheads about, you know, when they're planning to do things and building hotels and and all this, they don't seem to get on as much as you would expect them to. Do we know what the relationship is like in comparison in Orlando? Because with Epic, this seemed to, you know, there was a lot of um, kind of, uh, not speculation, but discussion about, the involvement of, you know, the the like the government now, the council there about helping this project come to fruition. So it seemed like they were very, you know, much in Universal's game plan for this. Do Universal have like a, a bit of a better relationship than Disney do in regards to that, or is it about the same? What? Well, what you just talking about Orlando or California? Sorry, uh, Orlando. Just in Orlando. Well, yeah. Universal has to go to the city for everything and the city has given them a lot of money for particularly utilities like drainage um, waterways new roads in new roads out signage so they've contributed quite a lot because they obviously appreciate the economic benefits that it will bring so they have a reasonably good ratio and don't forget the city of orlando changed their laws to enable them to because of harry potter to hide their planning permissions essentially to not give out the full information that you would expect if you know someone was applying for planning permission which is you know over here everything's all open book um but for them orlando universal orlando it isn't and that's because the city agreed to do it just for them when it comes to disney disney is its own city it has its own planning rules it's you know disney i mean they can't do whatever they want but essentially they don't have all those level of levels of bureaucracy that universal has to go through so disney is at an advantage but the way in which the disney company has evolved over the last you know couple of decades is it's just so large and convoluted i should imagine any savings that they do get are probably wiped out yeah you know that's interesting that's just just because i know there were when this was announced, you said about the rose and everything like that. And I thought that was interesting because it did seem they were really eager to get this up and running. And I just wondered if that was because they'd, they'd kind of worked more on a relationship than, than Disney had, but that kind of. Yeah. Well, they, they definitely do seem to have a better relationship with them. I think, um, I mean, I don't know for sure, hundred percent, but I, I believe they do. I mean, the money that essentially that they've been given to do a lot of this utility stuff apparently it's been spent it's been done 
Um, you know, so it's another thing that the city of Orlando was probably putting pressure onto them to say, look, we've just given you a buttload of money. Now you said you're not doing it. Give us the money back or build your bloody theme park. I can imagine them saying that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's that's another thing as well. I think I might have mentioned it in, in chat um, the other week that you do, and I mean, this is based on the on the Disneyland Paris knowledge that we have. So basically the agreement that they have there is they've got to do certain things by certain time periods mm. in order to kind of keep the peace as it were. And so I did wonder with the involvement of Orlando if they also had a similar kind of thing. So like you said about them being given the money for the drainage and you know building roads and stuff like that. I wonder if part of that agreement was they had to start work or, or, or finish construction by a certain period of time? No, I don't think so. I think they were probably duty-bound to use that money um, effectively. And then for them, obviously, the, the city to benefit because they would have opened up another theme park. I mean, it, if Universal had said, right, that's it, Epic's dead, we're never doing this, I should imagine the city of Atlanta would probably ask for their money back, which may be a drop in the ocean, but it's possibly wasted money on a division that, you know, doesn't want to be wasting money during a pandemic mm. when, you know, money's going out and not necessarily coming in. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think what they gave them was a huge sum, but I can definitely see it being part of the decision for them to go back to Epic and get it back, um, back to construction again, um, yeah. because they hadn't prior to COVID, they hadn't, They'd done all this, the council sort of utility sort of stuff and electrics and, and sewage and stuff, but they hadn't, nothing had gone vertical, had it? No. You know, so it, it was kind of almost as though they were dragging their heels a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that was about, but the, that when the pandemic hit, that's the nail in the coffin. So the fact they've gone back to it, there might be other things at play here that us and the press and everyone are, I'm not aware of. Hmm, interesting. Well, hopefully we'll have more updates as they kind of come in, but it's certainly in moving in the right direction. And like you say, you know, the important thing from all of this, from both announcements, is the fact that people are getting back to work, mm, which very is much so. very good. Um, and speaking of going back to work, we're not going back to work necessarily, but um, I noticed today that... Um, Mike Aiello is celebrating his twenty uh, fifth anniversary of working for Universal today. Mm. Wow! Yeah, started <laughs> as a teenager and he's still there now. Yeah, I mean, he started off uh, on the Jaws attraction. Yeah, uh, as a skipper, um, and then he You're not as Jaws. No, he, no, he wasn't. Not wasn't as Jaws. Um, and then he um, tapped up. James Michael Roddy, um, my good friend JMR, and pitched him some ideas for, I think it was the Bill and Ted show for that year's Halloween Horror Nights, and then got the gig to co-write the script. And then, because he'd already been part of the Chainsaw Drill team at Halloween Horror Nights in the evenings. And then after he co-wrote the script uh, that year, I think the following year or the year after that, they took him on as, as an associate. And then he's worked his way up the company 
Um, I mean, he was prior to this, he was like head of marquee events or that's like the grand title they, they have for all the seasonal festivals. Um, and then he got the gig to, you know, be the project lead for Epic. So um, they said that he'd gone back because Epic is being run by, um, let me get this right, the attractions and development side. And then previously he'd worked just for Universal Orlando. And when the pandemic happened, he, I believe, transferred back to Universal Orlando, um, overseeing marquee events again. And then because of Epic, he's now gone back to parks and development. So, you know, good for him. Absolutely. So, yeah, congratulations on, on 25 years. That's that's a, a great achievement. I'm not sure if I want to say that about uh, my job in 25 years' time, but, you know, we'll see. It's good to have a job right now, so. Yeah, can't that's the main too thing. Um, Mr. D, was there any yep. news that you wanted to talk about? Uh, there wasn't an awful lot of universal news, barring the uh, Halloween holidays, really, so no, I didn't have much else. Are you what about, um, what about the Dr. Zeus news? <laughs> I'm just, I, there are people what? that I could point you to to talk about the Dr. Yeah. Zeus news. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't think I don't think anything's going to happen. If I'm honest, I don't think anything's going to happen. Certainly not in the short term. I mean. Does anyone know what the contract is is like for Zeus? Is this a lifetime contract or is this? I know a little bit. Okay. Um, it does renew, I believe, on a so many years basis. I mean, usually they're like 10, 15, 20 year rolling contracts. Yeah. Um, Universal were asked for comment um, about this and they provided a statement that basically read to the effect that um, they're evaluating the future of this as a land. Um, it, it's a tricky land because it, it's so bespoke, it's so uneven and zoosy that it couldn't be like lightly overlaid with something else, could it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? It wouldn't be a quick fix if they got no. all, if they done away with it, um, Gremlins, Art Nouveau <laughs> land. <laughs> but the thing was, prior to this happening, the Zeus thing, they were a little bit worried with the J.K. Rowling stuff, but that seems to have blown over to for them anyway, to a degree. But what they were really concerned about was the fact that they've got so many empty show buildings, and they were starting to put ideas together to put full-time attractions in those spaces so I, I you know so that's what they were looking at so i don't know and that, that was based on um the fact that the terminator replacement the jason Bourne thing has been you know a reasonably good success for them mm. so they were looking at using the same sort of technology in all these empty show buildings so that's what they were looking at but with the potter thing to a lesser degree and now the zeus thing you know, they have started to, you know, reevaluate, if you like, um, what they will be doing with these lands now. Yeah, I mean, that the statement's ominous, isn't it? Because it says everything with saying nothing at the same time. 
mm. you know, saying you're evaluating the future is either a complete brush off or is a, yeah, actually contracts are coming up. This could, it, it may not get more problematic, but it's problematic as it is. Because yeah. I think one of the stores is um, one of the, one of the, the books affected by this um, and, and what they're doing for those unaware there's about six Dr. Seuss books that have got problems in them such as racism or language which are um, outdated and inappropriate so mm. those books are no longer going to be published they're not yeah. being burnt, they're not being banned they're just not going to republish those anytime soon that might change who knows but that's what it's what the situation is now. If they get their act together, they could get the princess and the frog overlay done before Disney. How? Just do it. Well, you, want, you want them to read to do Princess and the Frog in Zeus Landing? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think there might be a bit of a contract dispute with that one. Just just call it the um the Prince and the Toad and just make a new film, put that yeah. out. There is two other things in the statement about Zeus that Universal put out. One was that they're going to stop selling any books based on, you know, coming from Zeus. So that's the first thing they said. But the other thing they said was that if you was to take the park as a whole and look at how popular all the attractions are, even though there's a pandemic. So if you take it for that basis, that the parks haven't got that many people in anyway, these rides have not been negatively uh, receiving any criticism or they've not been they've not had reduced footfall on these rides right so it doesn't seem that people are voting with their feet currently yes although this is still a developing yeah event you know this this yeah. was only kind of like in the last week so i think you're right i don't think it necessarily will a bit like potter and you know i'm guilty of that i think what J.K. Rowling has done is, or, or, or the things that she said, as well as done, are awful. Does that stop me wanting to step foot into the Wizarding World? No, because although I suppose I'm contributing to her wealth if I'm buying merchandise uh, in them, I enjoy the books for what they are, not who made them. The problem okay. Universe I've got is one of the shops is. Uh, it either has a line from one of those books or is titled after one of those books. I can't remember. Yeah, one of it's a, it's a title from. I'm not sure if it's the exact book. I think it's the series of books. Right. Okay. Um, it's named after one of the earlier ones wouldn't in the it, in the line. But wouldn't it really suck, right? If you was a massive, massive Universal fan, and all you had was like loads of Zeus tattoos up and down your arms, wouldn't that really suck? It would probably, I mean, essentially now you may as well just have had a tattoo of a swastika. I mean, literally, literally. Talking of swastikas, I mean, you can still buy, buy. (laughs) Not a phrase I was expecting, but yeah. You can still buy Mein Kampf and look what Hitler did. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got to be, you've got to, on a serious note, you've got to be careful what you're doing by cancelling and hiding all this past. But it's not. That's that. That's the thing. Like by not not selling it, it's going to disappear. It's still out there. It still exists. I can go and buy Mein Kampf tomorrow if I want to. Right, that's still out there. I've never looked for it. I'm not. I know know you can buy it, but I I bet it's on Amazon. 
Yeah. Oh no. I. I it's on I iBooks. Think... It's on Apple Books. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean. But what I mean is, I don't know if I would walk into my local Waterstones if they would have a copy of it. <laughs> they might. On World Book Day. Where, where would dress. it? Where would it be? Where would you find it in Waterstones? What, in the anti-Semitic the anti-Semitic <laughs> sis, sis, uh, section. I don't. I don't. It'll know. be with a load of Alf books. <laughs> Too soon? No. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the author was doing a signing just a couple of weeks ago. I may be wrong about that. <laughs> no, he's retired from politics, apparently. <laughs> I yeah, but he's doing cameos. He's on golf, I think. Spent a lot of time in the bunkers, though. Um... <laughs> oh man, I did not expect a whole deluge of of Hitler jokes tonight. But there you go. That's why I love this. Um, I mean, I don't love that, but I mean, just where we can go. Um. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, Craig, like it isn't. It, it's not banned. As I said, they're not burning the books. They're not banning it from libraries and stuff like that. They're just deciding not to publish any more copies of that at the moment. Now, the thing is, books go out of circulation, right? The, the, Tintin is another one where the same thing happened. Sometimes the, these things come back into circulation. Sometimes they don't. But it's not banned. If they choose not to publish them anymore, that and also as well, let's remember the people that decided that are the estate of Dr. Zeus. Mm. Right? They're the ones that made this decision. They've decided that is what they would like to do. So, you know, I suppose complain to the estate of Dr. Zeus if you think that that's, that's awful. Because there's, um, if you used to take Agatha Christie, for example, some of her books had stuff, you know, outdated words in it if you, if you like um because a lot of them were published in the edwardian period onwards then and those words were just changed i don't know i think i think everything she ever wrote was is still published this day mm. so they could have changed things perhaps i don't know I, I mean i literally know nothing about this zeus thing i've never even read a dr zeus book the, the crap yeah well, that's what i mean I'll i've be, never bothered yeah i'll be honest like i did go through a phase where i thought Oh, these are quite these are quite fun and actually when i spent more time reading them to my daughter i was like actually a lot of yeah. this is just shit mm. a, lot, a lot of the shows were better yeah yeah and the, the way he treated his wife and everything i mean that's just the land is better than his books 100 percent. and i don't even like the land that much mm. i like the, the the thing with with seuss landing is i like the look of the land i think you know the, the the way they've created it and it's all kind of you know jaggedy and it you know it doesn't flow like a normal area would do and things look wonky and stuff it's very clever it's trying to recreate the books they do as good a job as you can imagine them doing with it the attractions themselves i've done two i think i've not i've not done the whole lot so i've done the cat in the hat and i've done i think i did redfish bluefish i can't even remember um, but I've never done the the trolley in the sky or anything like that. The land itself isn't isn't great. Like, well, it's meant to be a kids' land. Otherwise, you, you can't take kids on. Exactly. <laughs> it's, I don't really know who it's appealing to. Um, do you do you remember during that Halloween Horror Nights when they had it open and his widow absolutely lost her shizzle over it? Do you remember that? Yes. I mean, I would now have that open for Halloween Horror Nights, just pump it full of bloody dry ice and have every type of scare have some nazis walking thing. through it oh i'd have it oh, I'd have them all in there and if they criticize you're like well you can always end the contract 
pay us out. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a land that if Universal turned around tomorrow and said, we're not renewing the license, we're going to replace it with something, I wouldn't be upset. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, it just wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. There's nothing there that I think, oh God, I really wish I got to ride that one last time. I would, if the option was there of keeping Zeus Landing or Poseidon's Fury, I would keep Poseidon's Fury. Yeah. Just mm. demolish that whole land. Start fresh. Definitely. Yeah. And actually, you know what? The one thing Universal really lacks is a proper kiddie friendly land. Mm. So do something where actually the rides are suitable for kids. Yeah. You know? Just just do that. The whole land is just just bizarre to me. Because Universal now with DreamWorks does have a buttload of stuff they can use. The problem, yeah, and actually on that, I remember I remember I think you were there, Craig. Didn't were you there when we saw She-Ra by Poseidon's Fury? <laughs> She-Ra, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Is she yeah. back? Oh, yeah. she's been back for a while, yeah. Yeah, the Netflix show. Oh, of course, right. And they and that's made by DreamWorks. And the the new there's two He-Man shows on Netflix coming later this year or possibly next year. Wow. That they're they're you know, in the conversation. Happy. Yeah. Um, one's written by Kevin Smith. Uh, so there's gonna be lots of uh, jokes about weed. Um, I'm sure <laughs> there won't be. And dicks, of bearded course. weed smokers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Man at Arms was. Let's be honest. <laughs> we just didn't realize it at the time um so yeah do you know there is there's lots of things they could they could do i think the problem initially was that we expected the dreamworks land to just be part of epic universe mm. which i still think probably will be the case but why could they oh my god here you go T- scrap zeus landing bulldoze the whole mofoing lot and put in trolls. Mm. The kids love trolls. Mm. Do that. And then you can focus, you know, you can create How to Train a Dragon Land over in Epic and Kung Fu Panda and whatever else you want to do. But yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but Trolls has got a song by Justin Timberlake, and you're not allowed to like him anymore. So yeah. Uh, well, I, oh, and also. Well, and also, one of the characters is voiced Pre- by James Corden. So, well, exactly. If there's yeah. ever a reason, yeah. hashtag free Britney, Craig. Yeah, hashtag oh. free Britney, indeed. Um, P Dubs, was there anything from you? No, I think you've you've covered everything this week. I can't think of anything else. No, Craig. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, then in that case, let's go and have a look at stuff going on outside the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So the first thing 
the important news, obviously, is that Fast and Furious has been moved back by a month. So Fast and Furious and I will now be coming out in June, not May. That's a disappointment. It gives me a chance to get the seven and eight watched. I can't um, believe you haven't done that. It's incredible. Um, yeah. So, so there's that. So that's the news outside the box. No, we are going to talk about uh, and, and kind of spurred on again by Mr. Ripley being here this week by one of his favourite hotels, which is also one of Craig's favourite hotels, if it's, not his favourite. Yeah, it's got to be the favourite at Universal. And I'm not sure if it's Mr. D's or P-Dubs. It's definitely not mine because I've never been. I've um, not stayed, but I am meant to be staying this year. So that's, that's getting knocked down then. <laughs> <laughs> You're making P-Dubs sound like he's Jonah. He's not Jonah. Um, so we are going to be talking about uh, Hard Rock Hotel. Who... Well, P-Dubs, over to you. Yeah, well, I've just got a, a few little facts, and then I'm going to let the other two fill in um, <laughs> what they know. Um, so their standard rooms are between 375 and 500 square feet with uh, three different views, garden, pool view, or deluxe. Then you've got the club level, um, which really doesn't give you a lot extra other than uh, the lounge and free breakfast. Don't stay club level. <laughs> it God. seems an absolute waste of money Don't. from what I've found looking at that. Yeah. Um, and then I know Craig had been looking at these recently, the, the suites that they have. Um, so they have um, additional kids' rooms attached to the rooms. They have uh, living space, kitchenette. And the thing that Craig really liked, I believe, was the baby grand piano yeah, that well, they have in them. <laughs> Um, the tailor stayed in, in one of these last year. Uh, Universal, but Hard Rock were able to accommodate them because they had babies that they weren't expecting. The booking was already well, hang made. On, hang on a second. Because well, that sounds a little bit like Virgin Mary territory. So, do you want well, to elaborate on that? They obviously had a knee trembler somewhere and um, <laughs> they got pregnant after the booking was made. Gotcha. Hard Rock was able to um, upgrade them for a charge to one of these rooms to fit all six of them in, and it was fabulous. Uh, the beach club couldn't, and all six of them had to stay in a beach club room at Disney, which was horrific. Yeah, so the, the last fact I've got on those suites, they range between 650 and 2,000 square feet. Yeah, the big. Jesus depending on which one you want. So I've got some food facts, but I will go to them after the, the two guys that have stayed there have had their say. I haven't said that. So not not me. No, I'm definitely not jumping in on this on this point. Uh, who wants to go first? Chris, Craig? I, yeah, I mean, we were there last year. No, I don't know what year it is now. 2019 for five nights to open up our epic holiday. I did have the website for the for the um bar off, but I can't find it. I don't know where it's gone. Um we the the bar at the pool is called the Beach Club conveniently and we 
give them an awful lot of money during our five days there because it was extremely convenient to buy um, buckets of beer, uh, wings, nachos, pizzas, um, all the standard fare you could get from there. So the kids were looked after, you know, all the chicken tenders, all that type of stuff. Um, the pool is substantial. It's a huge one layer pool so it doesn't go to six feet it's just all nice uh, it's got a little sloping beach area it's it's not sand but it's a sloping beach area and then it's got a water slide which uh, i think i took our rose up so she had to wear a little life jacket took her up to the top and there's a big queue behind me and um when it gets to the top it's got a, an attendant there and it was a young kid like as they are and he said, yeah, you can't go down with her. And I was like, you what? And he went, you've got to go down one at a time. You can't go down with her. And I was like, well, am I going to work that? And she was crying because she was desperate to go on it. So I had to go first and leave. Um, how old was she? She's four now. What year are we in? Four. So she was three. Leave a three-year-old up there. And the pool attendant said, I'll push it. I'll make sure she gets down. So I had to go down and wait for her at the bottom of the slide. And she come down on her own, which was quite funny. But then she wanted to go on her own all the time then. And we had to say no. Um, but the the pint glasses, the glasses, we've got the glasses that we smuggled back. We were robbing them. We were taking them up to the hotel rooms. Uh, big plastic litre uh, pint glasses, things with fake bubbles in and everything. And it was only on the last day we were at, we were waiting for our transfer bus to take us to Beach Club. So we were down by the pool having a few pints. And um, the girl was like, oh, yeah, when you pay for these, you can keep the glasses. We'd been robbing them, smuggling them like fucking James Bond, crawling out with glasses in our handbags and everything. <laughs> night after night. And... Um, on the last day, she literally gave us carrier bags full of ale glasses <laughs> that, that we could have just took with every purchase, which we didn't <laughs> know. But um, I've we've drank in again. I did have the website up, but the cocktail bar in the reception the velvet, area, velvet bar. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, lovely little setting. Um, they'll come out into the lobby and save you there as well. That's part of the the area. So it's nice when the th when the thunderstorms are coming in to just go and sit there and just have a few bevies. Um, one thing we did do, we got a personal shopper to deliver for for the entire family to Hard Rock, and it wasn't a problem. So this car pulled up outside. We went with the bell hop and crates and crates of ale, crates of fresh water bags and bags of snacks, fresh fruit, everything, nappies, baby wipes, to full it, and the bellhops accommodated us and helped us get everything up to the rooms. That was just for Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he loves a nappy. Uh, and then the last thing, um, we did Uber Eats, McDonald's, and for the kids one night, we, we were all, because there were so many kids and we had the pensioners with us and everything like that, it wasn't hardcore party and we were just literally going to have a few pints at the pool or whatever. Um, one night the kids wanted McDonald's, so I did Uber Eats. And before I had got down to the lobby to meet her, she was already there. Honest to God, it was amazing. 
So um, it will like is Uber Eats McDonald's in America any better than UK Uber Eats yeah, McDonald's, was, which is absolute dog shit? Yeah, and it was hot. <laughs> it oh, was good. hot, and it was correct because they're all like they're all fussy eaters. So no mustard, no gherkin, you know all that palaver. Um, everything was fine. Everything was hot, and he loved it. And it was so fast. So, although you're staying in a top hotel, you don't have to necessarily pay the top food prices. The staff there were quite all right. There was Uber Eats coming in all the time, delivering pizzas and everything. Um, so, yeah, that's my impressions and memories. Awesome. Mr. Ripley? Um so did you, did you order Uber Eats McDonald's when you were well it's a funny Hulk? story funny story I often order room service when I get back from Halloween Horror Nights so I usually um, I'm so tired and done so many thousands and thousands of miles of walking that I um, just crash on the bed and order room service and for the last few years well the last I don't know 10 years there's been the same guy that does post midnight room service and the guy is an absolute legend He's also a ghost. That's why it's, it's the same person. He doesn't actually work there. I think his name's Brian. And hey, Brian, Brian the ghost. Brian like, the ghost. He comes, he comes in with his trolley and usually I order a pizza or something. And he gives you his whole life story every single time. It's the same guy. Oh, I'm on my own tonight. Oh, the, you know. I died in this room. <laughs> I've seen the movie, actually. Life of Brian. <laughs> So um, it's funny you should say Uber Eats. So I'm going to do that next time rather than wake Brian up to go and get me a pizza at one o'clock in the morning. Um, you majestic. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I haven't really got many criticisms of um, the, the uh, hotel. One thing I would say is I would definitely avoid um, the rooms they allow pets in because I've, I've, I've stayed there probably one or two nights every time I've been for the last, I don't know, 20 years. I have occasionally been assigned these rooms and they have a kind of stink to them. An animal stink. Yeah. Yeah, a kind of animal musk. It's there's no hairs. I mean it's not like it's dog hairs everywhere, but it does kind of smell a bit. Yeah. So I, I would definitely when you do your room request or when you check in, just make sure you're not getting a room that allows pets, because I was very surprised to find that they allow animals in that hotel. I'm not I'm not I'm not talking like service animals, but just like bringing your pets on holiday. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. Um, the last time I stayed there in 19, I nearly got mugged. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've told this story, have I not? We've, we've, we've definitely talked about it. Where yeah. and when, I don't know. Yeah, but it was walking oh. back from Halloween Horror Nights. Because th- th- this is the reason I stay there so often, is it's the closest hotel to the Universal Studios Park. Yeah. You know, so it's, so if you don't get a rickshaw, those guys are nearly always there. You can walk here. It takes less than five minutes. It's great. But no, the last time I stayed there, there was this guy lurking that was trying to um, get at my wallet. But when he saw that we were part of a group, he, he very swiftly buggered off. But that kind of... And that man's name was Brian. <laughs> soured it for me a little bit. Um Booted across the green water. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was there, I had to sign Brian's back in felt tip. That was a bit strange. Um, but um, no, I, I do like 
hard rock, obviously. I've stayed there so many times. But I will say that the last refurb they've done, I don't know if you thought this, Craig, the rooms kind of look like a adolescent girl's bedroom from 1985. Yeah. It's a Ronnie wallpaper. <laughs> and, a, and a Playboy bedspread. <laughs> what I like is the uh, is when you go up to the up to your floor wherever you are, and obviously every corridor is like The Shining. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is though. It's long. They're all identical. The Completely. carpet is hypnotic, you know, and it's just like, what floor am I on? What room am I in? Where am I? Who am I? <laughs> oh my god oh there's my room yeah there you go um brian's sharpening his axe in the room next door um you can you can get there for seven o'clock in the morning before park opening because yeah. you're a hotel guest you can get in early so the day you're checking in if if it's part of an extended holiday and you, you're getting there you can get up early you can get there get parked up or get dropped off get in um, and you used to get your printed photo ID, didn't you? For your, yep. they'd give you your room keys and they'd emphasize your rooms won't be ready, but here's your passes, your express passes. Well, they've done away with the little paper photographs now, and it's all photo ID. It's they scan your face, don't they? Do you not have to go to that like ATM machine that's around the back there and put your card in? Do you not do that no more? Not that I remember. I, I remember we've done that for years, but. Last yeah. time it was all fake. The first time you go to a ride, you present your room key as your express pass, and they scan that. But then they scan your face, and then your face is your identity at every ride. You get your room key out, bang. Right. Mm. So but... it, it it just makes it a bit harder to take granddad's face on the rides if you're trying to use his express pass. <laughs> But I would definitely not recommend club level. I mean, it's just a complete waste of money. And the lounge that they give you access to is is like the V room on a busy Saturday morning, but with half the stuff in it. I mean, if you're happy eating cereal and diet Sprite, you know, is 24-7. There, is, there no, is there no ale in there? No, it wasn't last time I went. It was no. just full of diet Sprite and a <sighs> few cans of Coke. I mean, it was just, that was it. And it was very untidy and not very clean. And you can imagine all these children getting early access to Harry Potter, have been told to get up really early, have then been chucking their cereal everywhere. I mean, you could just imagine the carnage. And that's what it's like. I mean, our routine was to to go down because you walk through the uh, the pool area to get to the park you skate alongside the pool as one of the routes so you we'd go right down to the bottom to the little marketplace and we'd go in there and we'd buy croissants for the kids and he did other breakfast stuff hot breakfast if you wanted it um they do all them yogurts with the muesli and all that granola and all that um the, the coffees so we'd all be tooled up with all that and then you'd because you bypass everything, you bypass voodoo donuts, you don't get to, to walk past that on the way in, mm. because you you are literally at the entrance. You are, yeah. As you say. Um, the only plus point of me that one time staying club level was I was next door to... Alice. No. Who the <laughs> hell is Alice? Um, no, who was it, Nick? I stayed next to Was it Kid Rock or the 
the one that done the video with Pamela. What's his name? I know it was uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. And then I never forget he had room service with Brian at one in the morning with um, uh, he just ordered loads of chicken and chicken and a can of coke and some gherkins maybe I don't know some cucumbers. He had chicken, but his dick was vegan. <laughs> Make that out. <laughs> but I remember this rock star because he had played at the V. What's it called? The 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 bar downstairs, the Cobra Lounge or whatever it's called, and then seeing him put his rubbish outside his door, his plates and his tray and everything, and all his chicken bones, was this little man without without his makeup, his wig, or his, you know, this little man just hunched out, pushing his tray forward, you know, it's just very bizarre seeing this rock star in that position, but um, that was the only benefit of club running. So, I don't know if you looked into this, P-dubs, but price-wise, like, how much more are we talking for a hard rock stay compared to, um, you know, like, a, a, not that you compare the two hotels, but a Cabana Bay or something like that? I honestly don't know. The, the wife did it. We paid with Tesco vouchers. I mean, that is not something <laughs> so, that this is a So I've got, I have got no idea how much we paid. I mean, if, <laughs> if you go on Universal's website, um, to, it's starting from, for a, a basic standard room, Two hundred and eighty-seven dollars plus yeah. tax per night. Yeah, I was going to say two hundred and fifty quid. So yeah, it's about that. Isn't it? You know, but obviously, the more you, the longer you stay, and the price comes down a little bit. You've got to factor in, like, say we were there for the five nights. It might have been twelve hundred quid. It sounds excessive, but for all them days, there's four people in that room with unlimited express passes. Mm. and you've got to take that into account because you, especially for us you're there in August you walk in despicable me is already at a two hour wait and you're like mm. oh you know and it's like it can be like that throughout the entire park it's a little bit different in the September or the October when you know we go and do the Halloween Horror Night weekend a lot of it is walk on do you not um, find though Craig sometimes the express line can be a bit too long yeah, it does. It it does backfire in that respect, and you you do. I always find that on Transformers, you, you mm. feel ah oh, because you see it, you go <gasps> and you go in the express, and then the other queue's empty. Yeah, that's happened to me on Spider Man before. I've gone in the express line, and it's actually longer than standby. <laughs> but they they do prioritise the express, don't they? They do even if it's a long line, they will get you through. Pew, 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 they bang yeah. you through. Yeah. I mean, weirdly as well, though, is Portofino is the most expensive and it gets a bit more difficult to argue the case to have Express when you could just buy Express, and, but you're getting the room. But with Portofino as well, it's an even further walk away, isn't it? I mean, it carries on from Hard Rock. Yeah. I, we have stayed at Portofino. Was that the Italian one? Yeah. Yeah, we stayed. What's the other one called? I always forget it. Royal the Pacific. third one. Yeah, we've stayed in there twice. So I've stayed there with Kerry and the girls, and it's a, it's a lovely um, hotel that one. But it's still not the Hard Rock. Um, mm. We've we've did the character dining there, um, where we met, grew um, Minion and the Simpsons characters, and it was fine. I, it was just a Buffy all you can eat style, but the characters were brilliant. The interaction with them. But it's mm. still, you can imagine, like, 
the hard rock, they could be doing character meet and greets with um, with rock stars, couldn't they? Well, you, you can do if you stay club level and loiter in the hallway. <laughs> well, yeah. But imagine the lucky like he's he could employ to come and save funny. breakfast. I, I'm absolutely shocked <laughs> that um, Gene Simmons hasn't signed a deal for Kiss to appear at breakfast. Because, what? I mean, let's be honest, it's just <laughs> wigs and makeup, right? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, look yeah. at the Blue Man group. Well, don't. Exactly. They, they're gone now. Oh. <laughs> they're dead. They're you know. not dead. They're just not there anymore. But yeah, another exactly. empty show building, though, isn't it? Another yes. one. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, but no. In a, in a nutshell, definitely stay at the Hard Rock. It is a fantastic hotel. Don't stay in a room that allows pets, and don't go club level. Yeah. And it's quite funny you talk about the pets thing because that's exactly what we discussed last week with um, Cabana Bay, and uh, not Cabana Bay. Sorry, uh, with Beach Club, Beach Club at Disney. Beach. We well, talked about pet pets rooms as well. Well, the yacht club side of it does, yeah. And you just don't know what you're walking into, do you? What if the, the last guest, their pet, could have had a dirty protest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Well, dogs don't travel well, do they? Dogs no. like routine. They like their meal at the same time every day. They like their walk. You, you stick a dog in a car and drive it to Orlando and stick it in a hotel room where it's not familiar or lock it in a cage in a hotel room. It's going to be barfing everywhere, crapping everywhere. It's not going to be a happy pet, is it, really? Let's just check in with Mr. D. Mr. D, do you feed your dog at the same time every day? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Oh, I just, I just feed mine when I, I look at the bowl and go, oh, crap, we haven't fed him today. No, <laughs> um, if, you, um, if you don't feed us at the appointed time, she'll come and let you know. <laughs> Oz, when bumper, I was little, Oz used to be neighbours. When neighbours come on, the dog's ears used to go up and he'd come and tell you. Hmm. Where's my chappy? Um, P-dubs, speaking <laughs> of chappy. Balls. Food. Oh, what a, what a segue. Uh, so, yeah, I've just taken a few few of the um, the standout options. So, talking, uh, Craig was talking about the, the breakfast. So, the kitchen is the main one. Yeah. Um, so they got the usual, the juices, coffee, cereal. I picked out a couple of the, the major items. So you've got a couple of different versions of eggs. You've got the custom omelette, which is $16, and uh, an item called the Remedy, which is $14. It's a Kaiser roll, two eggs over hard, applewood smoked bacon and American cheese. Um, you've also got their griddle service in the kitchen for breakfast. And I picked out the Elvis French toast Ooh. at $16. So that's baguette slices, bananas, peanut butter, and caramel sauce. Oh, yeah. Um, they also do a family buffet uh, for breakfast, which is $23 for adults and $14 for kids. So you get um, a few of those options, um, plus some others that were on the menu. Um, then they have a lunch menu. So again, I picked out just a few couple of bits. Uh, starters, they do chicken noodle soup at $7 and blue cheese potato chips at $10. Um, picked out a salad. There wasn't a great choice of salads, but I picked out the Mediterranean salad at $17. Um, they do sandwiches as well. And I picked out the Florida grilled grouper sandwich at $20. Um, they also do a chicken pot pie at $16. 
Uh, and for the, the little ones, the grilled little rocker steak at $12. Um, then they changed their menu again for dinner. Um, so you've got a stir-fried cauliflower, cauliflower rice at $17. Um, shrimp penne a la vodka at $25. Um, and their top billing is the grilled New York strip steak at $39. A um, couple of uh, desserts. They do a black velvet cheesecake at $8.50. Uh, they do creme brulee bites at $5. And then not to be outdone by Disney, they do their own version of the kitchen sink at $29. See, I don't, I tell you what I don't like about this, this food offering you're discussing is some of these are based on, you know, songs. Some yeah. of them got like musical connections and others just called, yeah, you know, stir fried cauliflower rice. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you hear that that album from Dylan in '67? Uh, you know what? I skipped that one because that's when the cauliflower and rice. You know what? It, that is that is not a bad Dylan impression. No, thank you. Not for once. So they also do. They've obviously <laughs> got a drinks menu um, at the kitchen. Um, so you've got beer wise, they've got the Bromosa Big Storm Tropic Pressure. Uh, sailfish wet or an ace pineapple cider. Um, for those that like their cocktails, you've got a cocoa nib old fashioned at sixteen dollars, uh, summer of love at sixteen dollars, and an old Key West at fourteen dollars. Um, I did look up the Palm, which is their their posh restaurant, um, but there's no menu available at the moment, so I'm guessing it's not open. Quick duck duck beat ups. <laughs> They're after you. <laughs> They're always after me. <laughs> um, then you've got um, Imac and Bolio's, which is the quick service food court. Um, there was no menu for that, um, but obviously it's it's pretty much like any quick service, um, which was also the Starbucks at Hard Rock. Um, they haven't got their own separate one. It's actually within this, this uh, food court. Um, then as Craig mentioned, you've got the Beach Club. Um, which picks up menu items from other places around the around the building. So, as Craig mentioned, the builder bucket is thirty nine dollars for six beers. Um, they've also got a couple of uh, music themed um, cocktails that I picked out. So you've got the Grateful Dead and the Frozen Blue Suede Shoes, both at fifteen dollars. Um, and then you've got the Velvet Bar, which is the the one within the reception area. Um, they actually have got a couple of um, food options here. Um, we've got the California cheese and fruit board at $18. Uh, grilled buffalo chicken sliders at $14. Um, then onto the drinks that I picked out, you've got a Hollywood blonde uh, at $6. Um, and a couple of cocktails. The electric cumber patch at $15 and the well, juicer. That's a strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you've got the juicer and jester at $15. And, and that was it. They were, they were my picks from from the, the menus within the, the Hard Rock Hotel. Fair enough. We had a really good meal down there one night at the tables at the, uh, the beach club. And we did some serious. We we dropped some serious dough uh, in the hard rock over the five days. Proper drinking, and we all had burgers, uh, 
that night. It, it was just brilliant. Everything about it was just just a vibe. Everything. You're happy spending your money. I'm never happy spending my money. So P Dubs, you are obviously expected to stay there this year, Mister yeah. D. Uh, having listened to this, um, and not just about Brian and being pickpocketed, but everything, yeah. um, would this make you consider this as somewhere to possibly stay on a future vacay? Yeah, I definitely like the the idea of being so close to the parks. I mean, the location for me is probably the the thing that would sell it. I mean, otherwise, I'd probably rather stay in that Royal Pacific because I really like the look of the theming mm. there. So it would be a toss-up between those two if I was going to go for one of the deluxe resorts. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it definitely definitely looks good and sounds good. There's some good eating options as well, I think. So I would yeah. definitely consider it. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it was a selected menu, right? Um, there wasn't much there that uh, screamed out at me. That sounds good. I did I try mean, and pick some some veggie options, sc- but there was massive rice. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I've had the cauliflower rice. It's fine, but I mean, it's not something I would uh, I would necessarily go for as a as a main dish. But hey ho. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think the problem is with these, and and we're getting towards the more expensive hotels now. Is when you're when you've got a, a kind of budget you want to aim for, you know, there's a huge difference in a night at, you know, uh, a Riverside or a Cabana Bay, or even what was one we said at Aventura. Yeah. Um, there's a big difference between the price per night of those compared to a Hard Rock. You know, you're you're talking almost three times the price. You do get obviously benefits for that. You get the time. Which I know is Craig's big, big, big one. It's yeah, and I always, I always go on the time. Um, I mean, Cabana Bay is a fantastic uh, hotel. It's wonderful, but it's still a half an hour walk. You know, 15, 15, 20. Uh, well, I, I did time it on one of the podcasts uh, back in the day. If you go back and have a listen, Stuart sat on the bus, and I walked it before he got there on the bus. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's it's little things like that. The express passes and just give you that freedom, where you might make a decision to walk past the ride because there's a queue. You can yeah. just do the ride. I think. Little. I think the time of year that we normally go for Halloween horror nights, I don't think the express is good value, and I don't think paying to stay at the Hard Rock for that reason. I know it's, it's not just that reason, but you know that is one of the perks. Isn't really good value for money, but in the summer when you're there normally with a family, Craig, that's that's probably a big I mean, deal. That Sunday I was on my own um, when we went 2019. I had a Sunday morning on my own, didn't I? Yeah. I basically did every ride in Universal Studios before I met up again with Stuart. I, I was solo, I just whistled, I just bombed through everything, bang, bang, bang. Just everything was a walk on. So, yeah, but I, I would imagine, I'm, and, and again, if there's two of you staying in the room, you're only getting two express passes. If there's four of you staying in a room, A, you're sharing beds, but you get four express passes. There, that's worth, in itself, 
nearly five hundred dollars per night per day. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 possibly something I would consider. I know you've done this before as well, Craig. Like like as a split, so maybe do a couple of days at Hard Rock and a couple of days somewhere else. Yeah, to kind of benefit from that. Um, but no, it's interesting, and it, you know, it, it does sound good. Both what you and Mister Ripley said were interesting um, to me, so it's it's definitely something I would consider uh, on a on a future trip. Absolutely, I suppose you got to. It's it's good to stay at these different places, isn't it? So get a different feel for things. Um, right, I, I think I think we should wrap up. I think we've we've come to that part of the show. So uh, thank you to you all for coming on uh it's been an absolute treat having the band back together and um we will be back with a disney parts and beyond next week which will have hopefully sinead and ryan back on mm-hmm. um and also mr ripley to talk about dvc yeah with mr d we've i'm definitely gonna sit there and just be a sponge that episode so if you like episodes where I don't talk very much, you'll like that one. Because we're planning a big family holiday in um, it's moved now in it to twenty three. I don't even know what year we're in. I keep forgetting. Twenty one. Twenty. Then. Yeah, twenty three. We are literally like we were. We were offered DVC last time in twenty seventeen, and the woman who sat with us said, "I will get all your. Fa- you buy this DVC now. I will get all your family." into DVC in 2019, not a problem. And we're like that now, rubbing our chins. Are we really going to go and drop 10 grand on two weeks at Disney when that 10 grand could go off a DVC purchase? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Just in time there. Lots to consider. Because you've got to think carefully about buying new from DVC now. But we'll talk about that next week. Mm. Chris, what's your home resort? Uh, I've gone now. Um, So I think my... My resort is um, that one that um, I'm going to guess Saratoga Springs, but I, do you want to buy me book instead? All right, man. Yeah, buy we'll Chris's books. No, that's, we'll that's a given. Um, we will be back next month with another uh, Universal podcast. So until then, see you soon. There we go. Bye, Brian. See you now. Yeah, rest in peace, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm not dead. (laughs) He will be when I get back. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.